Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls, a podcast that is still becoming what it is, but our heart and soul is always DIY inspiration. We want to do things and give you permission to do things as well. In order to do that, we need to starve our trolls inner and outer and create. We need to make stuff against all odds, Nate. That's what we're do about. It. Just do it. So uh, so this episode's kind of a, a unique little story. Back in 2004, Nate, we were hustling for our bands, you know, you remember those days, just getting oh, yeah. just getting going, booking our own tours, uh, putting out little behind the scenes type videos and, and and just trying to get trying to hustle. And then this little film came out on a shoestring budget and it blew our minds. Napoleon Dynamite. That's what this is about. Uh, it was some comedy gold, man. Yeah, absolutely. And uh the best part of it was it was a DIY movie. Yeah, I mean it was. I don't know if a lot of people realize that it was made. It was made for under four hundred thousand, and I, I know that sounds like a lot of money, but when you're talking about B movies, like anything under two million is considered like a B movie, or even under ten. A lot of people will say under ten million is a B movie. <laughs> yeah, it just there's a lot of moving parts, and there's a lot movies just cost a lot to make, and yeah. So them doing this film for four hundred grand, and it went on to like gross, you know, forty. Three million or something in box office, so it's amazing. It was just a huge success. Yeah, and the reason we're talking about Napoleon Dynamite is because you know we've been making memes, some funny memes to uh, promote our podcast, and we made one, a Napoleon one, about voting. If you haven't seen the video, basically it's that scene in Napoleon Dynamite where Don walks up to Napoleon and gives him one of the buttons and says, "Vote for Summer," but we change it to "Vote for Hillary," <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, right. I'm not voting for her." And who are you gonna vote for? I'm voting for Bernie Sanders. Who do you think? So, and um, I'm scrolling through the comments and I see an icon on a profile, Trevor Snar, and uh, it's the picture of Don. And I'm like, oh man, it's a super fan. That's awesome. (laughs) And then I'm like, wait a minute, this is actually him. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that doesn't happen very often when you're making a meme of somebody and then the guy who's in the meme says, hey, that's me. Good work. <laughs> and so it was like a fan of Sherwood that that uh, that tagged Trevor in the comments? Yeah. So I shared it on Sherwood's Facebook page, and then somebody who was a fan of Sherwood knew him and then tagged him in the post. So kind of amazing. And so he wrote, and we, reposted it and liked it and everything. And Here's the funny thing, Matt. I'm looking through his photos going, okay, it's actually him. And then literally like last week, he shared... Trump Marty video. So it's just, <laughs> it's meant to be. So we're going to bring Trevor on in just a second, but first... We're going to read some troll mail. Troll mail. In a segment we call Don't Read the Trolls. So lately we've had uh, kind of a weird schedule recording podcasts. So some of these emails we haven't read on the air that we've gotten weeks ago. And that doesn't mean that you haven't sent us good things to talk about. But uh, one that we got a few weeks back that I think is pretty good. um, Robert wrote in and uh, he had some good stuff to say. He said, I'm almost 32, unmarried, no kids, and I have a good job. Two master's degrees. Two master's degrees, the opportunity to lead worship every week, decent health, great family support, good friends, not to mention I have a few talents, and I'm, if I'm honest, I'm pretty good at them. Still, I find myself buried under negativity more often than not, and it's a strange desire to always be right about something, to always be the first or the only person who knows truth about something that exists in the world. And most of it stems from these negative inner trolls. I don't think I'm good enough or cool enough or whatever, which forces me to push back on all the positivity in my life. And if my friend has something good going for him, I've got to push back against it, make him feel bad for getting excited about something going on in his life. 
And if a band locally starts getting a following, I wonder why they caught on and why my band didn't. And I even have a podcast and wonder to myself, hey, I've been podcasting for almost a year now, and I think it's pretty good, but the numbers aren't that great. Damn you, Nate and uh, Matt, for clogging the airwaves. <laughs> so this is a good email because this is like exactly what you and I experience yeah. almost daily. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think we can all relate to that. You know, we've been in those situations where we're jealous of other bands or jealous of yeah. you know other people or we want to downplay other people's successes or if they get excited we say that sucks it's gonna suck you know yeah. it's not gonna be that good or you know careful automatic negativity here it comes is it so many people are emailing us and saying hey look i had this negative thinking going on in my head and you guys are challenging me not to think that way and i really think all you and i are doing is just being honest about our own negativity like, we're not psychologists, like, presenting these facts. We're just talking about it. And yeah. that seems to be enough to help people. Well, yeah, absolutely. And all these patrons coming on saying some really wonderful stuff. Yeah, we've got a, a vibrant community at patreon.com slash don'tfeedthetrolls. If you guys are interested in getting some extra bonus content, we have some new patrons today. that We're going to read their names on the air. We have... Charlene? We have Charlene. Man, just Charlene. She's just... She's like, going. yeah, she's like a 70s diva pop star. She just goes yeah. by one name. Exactly. Charlene, Madonna, <laughs> Zach Graves, Mark Alcantara. Alcantara. Yeah. Alcantara. Anyway, if you have a difficult name, please support our podcast. <laughs> because we, need, we will read it poorly. We need more people with difficult names. <laughs> Jonathan Guyman, Heath Landreth. That sounds like I have a lisp. Joel... P. It's <laughs> Joel. Don't screw Joel's name up. Joel, Joel I'm sorry. Joel is our highest uh, supporter on Patreon right now. Yes. So let's let's try to do it right. I actually emailed him. I was like, Joel, how do I how do we say your last name? And he never got back. So here we go. Uh, I, I'm gonna Where? I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna say it's a French French uh, root uh, word. So Joel Poirier <laughs> Poirier Poirier. Poirier, P O I R. Or if you're if you're an American, you'd say Joel Poirier. <laughs> I don't even know. We're gonna Why figure that this... out. We're gonna say we're gonna we're gonna fact check that and uh, and get back to you next time, Joel. Sorry about that. If you if and if you're just joining us for the last three or four weeks, you've been reading na people's names wrong. Really bad, so that's yeah. why we're laughing. Yeah, Not, yeah we don't. We're have really a doing a bad PR job of getting people to support this podcast. Yeah, support a by bad laughing. podcast, and we'll read your name poorly and and make fun of you. <laughs> we'll read it Poirier. Poirier. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Hansen and Nicole Zeman. Thank you guys. Thank you, Thank patrons. Yeah, Yay! there's like eight, seven or eight new people who've joined on to help support the podcast. If you're interested in any of that, head over to Patreon.com/slash Don't. Feed the trolls, and we would love to add you to our team, so to speak. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get Trevor on the line. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Nate. And we want to welcome you to Don't Feed the Trolls, a podcast where we discuss trending topics, art, and culture through the lens of our experiences touring the world and creating art vocationally. We hope to bring topics out of the minefield of the comments sections and into the sphere of reasonable dialogue. Thank you for listening. Hey, Napoleon, what'd you do all last summer again? I told you, I spent it with my uncle in Alaska, hunting wolverines. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence.
Wow, that was that was awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm a musician. Uh, Trevor, we'll just, let's do an intro. We got to tell people what happened because that was it's it's been it's been funny. No problem. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> So welcome back to the podcast, Trevor Snar. Uh, I guess we should tell our listeners a little bit about what happened last time. Um, we were recording our first interview in, uh, there was a windstorm at my house, and uh, right in the middle, smack dab in the middle of it, my power went out. And uh, the- we lost an hour. We lost a lot. We lost a lot. The, uh, the file got corrupted, and I sent it off, and all the king's horses and all the king's men- couldn't put Trevor Snar's interview back together again, so here we are to hear more. <laughs> and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, it's great that you're an actor because now you can just you can act like it's the first time we're hearing <laughs> about your life, and and it will be totally believable. Wait, 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 hold on one second. I'm confused. <laughs> um, I w- we recorded before. very good all right so trevor we talked to you and you gave us a little bit of like the background of how you got into acting uh for those of you who don't know trevor played uh the role of don in napoleon dynamite and um he started his professional career off sneering uh yes and he does a wicked napoleon heck yes i do (laughs) i'm like the best napoleon impersonator of all freaking time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can you just do a podcast as that character? Is that illegal? Yeah, you should. I've been thinking like... about that for quite some time. <laughs> and other than like my bow hunting skills and like my picking up on chick skills, a lot of people have been saying that I have like really sweet like podcasting skills. <laughs> We've heard it, but for our listeners, how did you get into this acting gig and how did you specifically get that first role as Don in Napoleon Dynamite? I know I was kind of going off on tangents last time, so I think this time I will give a nice, condensed, bridged version. Here we go. Under 60 seconds. You ready? Right. right. I was in the Air Force, got out of the Air Force, looked into acting, contacted my agent after I got back from boot camp. They said, go. Go to this audition for Napoleon Dynamite. I said, okay. Went there. 90 people in line. I got upset. I said, look, can I go now? They said, yes. I went in. Kind of messed up. Because I went for one role, they asked me to go for another. Said I'm on my lunch break. I, I need to get back to work. I get back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. Boom. They said you should read for Don, a jock. Messed up some lines. Kicked over a guy's drink, which was the <laughs> casting director. We butted heads. I went up and talked to the reader. Got in her face because it was a contentious scene. They liked me and went back. Forgot my headshot. It says, "Dude, you forgot your headshot. You suck." Read for the director. They liked it. Called me back. They said I got the role. And that was it. That was the Twitter version right there. I love it. The Twitter version, yeah. That was well over 160. Is it 160 characters on Twitter? Uh, I don't know, 140? I think 140, yeah. No longer. Yeah. But that was, yeah, that was the, the, that was, that was the Twitter audio version. Well, you have been, you've been starving the trolls for years since then, just hustling, working, doing all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's what the podcast is about. Speaking of hustling, the video that we uploaded with you trying to get Napoleon to vote for Hillary is still taking off. It's at over almost a million plays. Damn. It's just getting shared. It's it's just a classic cult film that people love to reference, and I think people go back and share it. Oh, hey, and then also, just to let you know, I did send that to John, John Heater, the guy that played Napoleon. Okay, yeah. He didn't respond back to me, but 
I saw the notification that he looked at it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So I thought I would. Uh, he's probably like an anti-Bernie guy, and he's just like, these jerks, turning my character into a Bernie fan. Oh, my uh, gosh. You know what's so funny? I just thought of something. It's, it's funny because so my dad was a politician. He was the mayor of our city for uh, 16 years in a oh. suburb of Salt Lake City called Murray. They got pretty long, uh, pretty long terms there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was uh, four-year terms, and then he just got reelected four times. Oh, so sixteen. Yeah, I'm I'm really good at math, by the way. That's good. Um, <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's funny because I just thought of Bernie Sanders. My dad, he grew up doing landscaping, more blue-collar, not your your average white-collar politician. But he said, uh, so his initials, Dan Snar, is DS, and he said my campaign slogan is going to be for no BS. Vote DS, Dan Snar, <laughs> Murray Mayor. And I just thought of it because, you know, Bernie Sanders, BS. Yeah. And, uh, but a lot of people were kind of, you know, hey, that's not right. You're be bullshit. You know, you're not you're teaching people, our kids to swear. And he's like, no, 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 that's not what it stands for. It stands for bureaucratic stuff. <laughs> Come on. Well, Spoken like a true bureaucrat. Exactly. So, so if, Bernie Sanders was to take this on, it would be really confusing because then he would say, for no BS, vote BS. <laughs> <laughs> what? How does that work? No. That's how John feels right now. He's just like, those, those guys sending me all this BS. I know. Freaking idiots. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> we'll get him to respond eventually. Once it takes off and hits that two million mark, he's going to be like, guys, now that it's big, I want in. If Bernie Sanders, if he becomes president, then it will take off. Oh, yeah. Because then what you guys should do is do a follow-up video. If Bernie Sanders becomes president, which I'm voting for him, that guy has my vote. Trevor Snar has... Officially endorsed. You're stumping for Sanders. Don from Napoleon Dynamite is still voting for Hillary. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we don't like Don. The role reversal. Exactly. 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 <laughs> so, but, but, but definitely, you guys should do a follow-up video. I think it would be killer. Think about the story of Pedro being the underdog against Summer Wheatley. Right. It's <laughs> like you know uh, Bernie Sanders, the underdog against Hillary. Right. Oh yeah. Summer. You know. You know. Summer's been popular for a long time. Right. She has. Oh, I got it. <laughs> you ready? Yes. For your next video. You're gonna superimpose Hillary's face on the pinata. <laughs> <laughs> you have are an interesting story because you sort of fell into acting and then kind of went away from it and back and forth. After Napoleon Dynamite was done, you took a break from acting. You never really know. I mean, Napoleon Dynamite, like the sixty second breakdown that I gave earlier, was was just like that. I mean, it was one of those moments in life where you're not expecting anything to happen. Like right. substantial, uh, yeah. You know, it was I was a on my lunch budget. Yeah, shoestring yeah. budget. I was on my lunch break. I'd never really auditioned before. I was. Yeah. Uh, I did take one acting class, but I was just kind of like, uh, is this something I want to do? But craziness happened, and I got this role in this movie that, yeah, on a shoestring budget, and it went to Sundance, and then kind of like Fox Searchlight, you know, they took that film and they compliment them. They really did an amazing job in marketing and kind of guerrilla tactics, like really getting it out there, word of mouth, and it became what it is today. Like our podcast. 
<laughs> exactly. So it was just one of those things that was like, oh my gosh, what is this? And so when I was in the film, then people were like, what are you going to do now? I'm like, I don't know. I wasn't, I was just still in the Air Force. I was still trying to focus on getting my degree at the University of Utah. And um, I did move to LA just because of the hype of Napoleon. I was here about six, seven months. But at that time in my life, even though the success of Napoleon Dynamite was amazing, it wasn't right for me at the time. And so I moved back to Utah, finished my degree, finished my Air Force enlistment of eight years in the reserves of the uh, 419th Fighter Wing, and then, you know, started acting again because I, I liked acting. And so I did yeah. a couple of Disney Channel movies. And that's how I got my SAG card because that was another thing that was fighting against me when I did move to L.A., you or Napoleon Dynamite was considered an experimental film. How much does it like affect you internally if like say you get an offer for a job that you don't want to do but it pays well? What's the internal battle that you face when that is presented? Like, yeah, I mean I have a situation right now where I do have a callback for a short film that's going to be shooting in Utah. Doesn't pay the normal rate, mm -hmm. but you know, even preparing for an audition, you know, we're not paid you know, sometimes if you get the screen test, which if you're up for a recurring role on a television series, you know, then they'll they'll pay you a little bit to, to do the screen test, et cetera. For the audition process and also the preparation process of, you know, prepping the audition, you know, we're not paid at all. But it's the love of the craft. It's the love of like what you're what you're doing. You mm -hmm. get to act. And so like for this one part that I'm getting uh, a callback for. You know, I'm. It, this is a, an intense scene because I just got shot in the stomach and I'm pretty much dying. Oh, you geez. know, and and so the energy that is put into that, <clears throat> and then also you know prepping that again for tomorrow because the director is going to be we're going to be having a Skype session. Anyways, if I get the role, I'm happy because it's like, look, I get a, to go visit Utah. I'm not paid as much per per the day, but you know, I'm acting and I'm happy, and that's yeah. all that matters. You know, and like yesterday for the past couple of days. Like I told you guys, um, I slept in because yesterday, actually the past couple days, because of my former military experience, I do get a lot of fun police or military roles. And so yesterday, for two days, I was working on uh, ABC's The Fosters as a SWAT team member. Oh, awesome. You know, it's fun. I mean, you get on set, you get to play a different character, I got to throw on all the SWAT gear. Yeah. They have and, snacks. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> crafty is amazing the food is amazing like honestly the food like you eat like kings when you get on set i mean it's oh, really? like oh it's sincerely it's insane it's yep. insane but that's like that's I, what right you're not now, supposed to eat right that's when you're supposed to be like slimming uh, down for a roll or something so they step it up from cheese nibs to cheese it's you know what i mean oh no it's better than that man oh it's, wow. an, oh, it's insane you guys like once you get on set and you see like a good like high quality set and yeah. you see crafty and i mean they throw on nice restaurant music as you're eating i mean it's it's <laughs> it's no it's like right now i mean just to tell you how much i love crafty i always will take home seconds because there's a lot Heck that yeah. goes away so they have to throw it away they can't sure i think that happens as a musician like maybe five times in your whole career where there's like food yeah, it's like a, oh, it's, it's really? at like a festival or something. Yeah. I mean, sometimes oh. there's a good, you know, 
there's good catering at events and yeah. stuff like that. But like, yeah, it's not, it's such a tiny industry in comparison. It's like, there's yeah, just sure. really not the money. And this totally par like we could parlay this and Nate, we need to do an episode on money because you talk about doing things for like the, the love of the craft and just the love of the job. And that's kind of like as musicians nowadays, especially when they're, when the money's all dried up, that's kind of the decision that you have to make. Do I still want to do this? Even though I'm going to live a little bit sparser of a life. Yeah, and uh, you have to make that decision as an artist or as a as a craftsman. You know, like, do mm -hmm. I love it enough? To I was thinking today. I was watching baseball, and I love baseball. But like, there's so many minor leaguers that play for six, seven, eight, nine years before they get called up. Some of them never get called up. I think the average minor league salary is like thirty thousand dollars a year or something. Wow. Oh, wow. But they love baseball. Yeah, so they exactly. Probably, yeah. And there's never going to be enough space for everyone to be majorly successful right. in baseball and music and acting. So how do you internally satisfy the negative voices that say, well, you know, you're not Dustin Hoffman. I'm not. Yeah. You're I'm never totally going to put on that weird mustache and play hook. So, yeah. <laughs> so how do you feel I, about that? I, I look at it as, you know. I pay my co-host to laugh at all my jokes. And all of this, oh, yeah, good. no, I laugh awkwardly at everything. You got the laugh track? <laughs> yeah. You got the uh, laugh yeah. track on? But all, all this, the background of all this is that, that Trevor's career started with a monster film. <laughs> so, like, yeah. you know, he's already had the big splash. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then, like, uh -huh. and then it's like, now what Now what do you do? Now what satisfies you in, in comparison to other things? I love the struggle. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this. Trolls they do have their moments in everybody's life in the sense that, sure. you know, if there w if it wasn't for trolls, there's, a, there's troll. adversity in all things. Absolutely. And, you know, if it wasn't for the adversity, then you wouldn't know the sweet, savory taste of success. Right. F you troll. <laughs> um, <laughs> in your Don't face, feed troll. Don't feed them. That's uh, what they want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't feed them. Yeah. <laughs> So you slept in today, you you had a long night, and you haven't done flipping anything today. No, yes, I have. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, yeah, I did. I, I slept in, and honestly, I actually, hold on, I did mow the lawn. I'm looking at my lawn right now, and it looks amazing. Can you tell ahead. us the story of when, uh, after Napoleon comes out, big success, hoorah, you go back to college, and you're sitting in class, and people people have been asking you constantly if you made any money off the film or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So coming from my Mormon background and being honest, I was paid $25 a day to do Napoleon Dynamite. That's like a dollar an hour. That's no, that's actually not even dollars an hour. It's like it's a dollar something an hour, right? Like yeah. Cause I was, you know, it was like 25, 50 cents, you know, like, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> uh, so I, I originally told people that and they, that's just beyond them. They, what? You got ripped off. That's money that, you know, we, we paid. You know, our whole family went and saw it. We paid twenty five dollars as entire family just to go see the movie, and you got paid twenty five dollars a day. What? <laughs> you know. So I got after a while, I got tired of it, and I was in a visual communications class, and there was maybe 30, 40 people in it. And it was funny because the guy that asked me this question looked like the bully in Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> they kicked his tops. So he looked back. He was towards it was like a stadium seating type class you know and he yeah. looked back at me and it's right before class was gonna start and he goes were you really that dude in napoleon dynamite and i'm like that's me and uh he goes well how much money did you make and here i am you know 30 40 people i'm not gonna say 
I got paid twenty five dollars a day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, you loser!" <laughs> so I just put on my best Napoleon impersonation and closed my eyes and was just like, <laughs> "I mean, I made like a million dollars. What do you think?" <laughs> you know, and uh, everybody just laughed and. And then I got, I voided the whole $25 a day deal. And I was just like, this is good. I'm I'm like, I'm going to do this from now on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Making it look uh, like a million bucks, man. Yeah, exactly. The theme of your life. Can't find my checkbook. Hope you don't mind. I pay you in change. Six dollars. It's like a dollar an hour. The perception of success out there is always different than what it is internally. I'm not saying that like, oh, this is where you are in your career because anyone can get called up to the majors. Any band can get their song on something and blow up. You could get a lead role in a movie. So at any given time, you can be successful to like an all popular level. But the reality is, is we're all kind of grinding it out until then. If you don't battle the trolls now, when you get there, I almost think it's going to be worse. Like once our band got pretty successful, I was always like, well, this isn't good enough because I don't have X amount of money in my bank account or a house or what, you know, whatever you think is success. So as you're trying out for these roles, as you're reading scripts, trying to like network, what are the negative voices saying to you and how do you battle them? Um, I've been pretty good at battling the trolls. And I yeah. think of it as, you know, it's like <laughs> Lord of the Rings, you know, oh, where yeah. some of those Modal. scenes where the, and I don't know what they're called. So juicy, sweet. <laughs> oh, that was good. Holy crap. <laughs> Dang, dude. Good job. Uh, but, you know, it's like eventually, you know, you build up a wall that's strong enough to finally just like keep them out. Right. Like forever. Like they can't knock you down. Eventually, you know, you can look over the wall and you'll see them. But, you know, uh, as long as you are continuing to, I, I guess as a metaphor, you know, concretely build and reinvest your wall to prevent the trolls from getting in. For me, you know, the trolls that have kind of gone back and forth are similar to what you were saying are, you know, hey, uh, you were in a big film. Why aren't you making a certain amount of money or why aren't you recurring in certain TV shows, have why you've been out in LA for three years. What, what's going on? You haven't succeeded in your goals that you wanted to, mm-hmm. to make, you know, what's going yeah. on. That's, you should just go back home to Utah and, you know, throw in the uh, town, like go get a desk job or whatever. And, uh, which for you've me, done, you've done that occasionally. You've done and it I enough have. to know yeah, that I, you I, don't I, want to really. No, exactly. Yeah. And I, the thing is like, I'm very passionate in what I do. I mean, if I were to go get a job, you know, like a day job, nine to five, it would be something that I would be extremely passionate about. You know, I, I, yeah, I just wouldn't go back to a desk job, you know, like uh, that I've had before. You, yeah, you know, if I chatting with babes online all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you did <Yeah>. telemarketing <laughs> and uh... yeah, I did telemarketing. But again, telemarketing for me, I was selling speed reading programs. It was education and I was passionate about that. Right. And so that's why I did it. So everything that I've done, I guess, technically has always been something I'm passionate about. The only thing that I really didn't want to do, I was just trying to get out of a job is, well, actually I loved PF Chang's. I worked at PF Chang's for a while and I loved their food. 
Yeah. Uh, I did work at that. I didn't like it necessarily. So if there's food involved, you're in, basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> the free food is <laughs> like yeah. the biggest criteria in the yeah, exactly. yeah, job, yeah. job hunt. You know, you just got to really own up to who you are and be, you know, satisfied with who you are as a person. You may have a lot of self-respect for yourself. Yeah. And, um, you know, just know and understand that, you know, I'm like, look, I understand that I'm struggling. I understand that but this is what I signed up for. Right. You know, this is no surprise to me because this is what I signed up for. And, you know, as you get older and as you go through these experiences, I mean, living life is an experience. And that's what builds up your mentality to understand, you know, what life is, what trolls are. Yeah. And know, to be resilient. You, yeah. And to be resilient with it. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've been fortunate that I did go on a mission and had that two years of experience. Yeah. And and also in the military and having that experience as well. And LA's tough because there's a lot of people there that are very I don't know how to say it nicely, but you know what I'm saying? There's yeah, just I mean, a lot of cutthroat people there. They're very not yeah. from Utah there. Well, yes. you know what? It's it's funny you say that because LA does have the reputation from a stereotypical end that, you know, oh, there are some people that are very cutthroat and just kinda like just very entourage. Yeah, very entourage or that, you know, it's funny. I met Jeremy Piven up at Sundance and he was really nice, by the way. <laughs> I was like, I've had people come to me before and, you know, ask pictures, you know, I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to do it. I'm like, hey, Jeremy, you know, he's like super yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. His, his publicist, I think, or his assistant was kind of nervous. He's like, oh, I don't know, but he was super nice. Um, got my picture taken with him. But the, the cool part about is once you really get to know people in the business, you get to know that, you know, hey, they're not from L.A. They're from Tennessee. They're from New York. They're from Chicago, you know, and they're really down to earth, cool people, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there are cutthroat people. And, and it just it's just from the business perspective. It's like, look, the business moves fast. Let's get on with it. We right. Casting, boom, boom, boom. It's just that's just how the business is from the standpoint, like yesterday on set, two days on set. Okay. We got this. Great. Move on. We right. don't have time for it. Go, go, you know, because it's a money thing, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's time is money. But then some people, you know, if they do it long enough, they do lose a sense of gratitude. They lose a sense of like where they were before. Yeah. And and they get used to it, you know, entitlement. And um, well, that's what I love about your story is that like you, you have a varied life experience. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and to bring some of this back, like, what are your goals? How do you. How do you keep yourself on track? Like if someone calls you up and says, Hey, we have this hardcore sex scene for you. You're like, Nope, that's not, that's not what I do. I have this goal or, or are there like moral standards goals you have? Well, how do you navigate through the industry? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, there, here's a situation uh, that I face on a daily basis. So my roommate is a location manager for a HBO television series that's coming out. That's called Westworld. It's, it's like the classic right, Westworld film. Is it, yes. Dang. But they're making a series out of it. Cool. And Anthony Hopkins is in it. Ed Harris is in it. It's going to be, wow. uh, it's going to be really amazing. As of today, as of right now, he told me that they have a bigger budget than when Game of Thrones did for their pilot season. What? Wow. Exactly. So it's going to be huge. Dang. So the premise is, you know, it's like an amusement park and pretend that they're a cowboy and shoot at robots. 
Right. You know, right. And, hmm. you know, and, but then eventually the robots end up taking over the amusement park and actually end up really killing people. Right. And then Will Smith comes in and saves everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is not in it. Anyway, so I get alerts from Central Casting, which is the biggest like background uh, casting agency here in LA. Yeah. Uh, they send out alerts for, uh, you know, people to play robots, but it's nude. You have to be completely nude. Terminator style. Totally. But, uh, you know, it's 600 for eight hours. That's just not bad. The, yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> how, how many days? <laughs> just one day. Just one eight day. hours. That's like All a right. lot of dollars an hour. <laughs> I know. For freaking being nude. Showing my stuff. Um, but uh, They don't have you know, little, like, nice, like, skin-tight packages. Nope. Yeah, you can stick nope. on there. So for the girls, sometimes in the castings, they'll say you'll be you'll you'll have pasties on, but yeah. if they're gonna pay you six hundred, it's gonna be completely new. Yeah. But you know, I had a roommate move out, you know, and that's like four hundred, five hundred bucks that I got, you know, per month. Mm-hmm. And it's like now I'm roommate list, and it's like, wow, that actually is kind of enticing. Yeah. Six hundred for a day, that would take care of my rent. You know, yes. uh, so did you do it? But well, here's the thing. So my goal, so I had a leading role in um, a Discovery Channel project. It was like a Western. And uh, I actually got an audition for Westworld. And I said, look, you know, uh, when Westworld, they're starting to film again for the second season. And so the first season, I think actually they're still doing the first season. But anyways, long story short, my goal is, yeah, that, that is enticing. Uh, I would like to do that, but at the same time, will limit my ability to actually get a role on Westworld. Uh, you know, I already had an audition for it, so they did like my look. They like what I did. Right. You know, if mm-hmm. it, if it gets if it continues to get picked up. Okay, so you want a bigger? You want to try to get a bigger well, role? Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Know, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna. I mean, technically, I mean, they could write in like you'll do the nude one if they if that's all they give you, right? Uh, no, no, not, I'm not there yet. I'm not quite comfortable. <laughs> You're not at that like, place in your career yet. No, no, well, I'm listen, not I mean, that, you, you I'm did, not you, you've done a Mormon like, mission. You've been in the yeah. air force. You've worked at PF Chang's. You've been a telemarketer. Now you can be naked on camera. I mean, it's just another experience, right? Like you can just, it'll just inform and. Encourage. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I just, I'm like, my first thing would be like, okay, body double. Yeah. Just do do a body double. I'm not gonna, but you know. But the thing is, like things change, you know. So I'm 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 not completely closed minded to it. But at the same time, I do think about like, uh, yeah. If my mom or my dad comes across this, you know. <laughs> and then the thing is too, like yeah. with Gold Fever, when as soon as I got that role, I mean, I was a bad guy. I was a my character was a bad dude. I yeah. had a prostitute scene. You know, and I killed a guy, bashed a guy's skull in with his own <laughs> gold, you know. And as soon as I, you know, found out that I had all these scenes, my, my first, like, instinct was, like, I'm going to call my mom just to give her the head <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, Nate, when we started this content or this podcast and we started uh, we started saying a little taboo words, Nate started bleeping it out because he's afraid of what his, his mom might Yeah. Say. Yeah. Yeah. My mom called me today, actually, and she's like, just call me right before this and goes, I've listened to your podcast. I'm liking it. And I'm just like, the last one we did, we just dropped a bunch of F bombs. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I know. It was on censorship, though. So, so maybe there was something. Isn't like, it funny, though, Trevor, that you're 37 and your parents still have that much power over you? Like, yeah. I'm saying that for y- me, too, you know? Yeah, to, to a degree. And I think it's just more like 
and it's and it's, it's good in a sense. Like I'm glad that they were, you know, they were a good example to me. Um, at times, though, my dad, I will say, to be fair, he is hot tempered. He was a Green Beret in the in the army, and you uh, could say. He, DS, don't give me none of your BS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. I'll, <laughs> I'll have him listen to this. Bureaucratic <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, th- I just think that um, the uh, – oh, man, this is what happens when I start to get hungry. <laughs> Where's the crafty at? Yeah, man. I'm just like my my body is just like, dude, I don't even know where I'm at right now. Make yourself a dang quesadilla. Yeah, dang quesadilla. <laughs> I didn't practice. It's just coming out. You just bring it out of me. That's good. That's good. Waiting all the freaking chips, Kip. <laughs> and I love it because you totally embrace it. I said that to Matt after the last taping. I was like, dude, I, I like that guy. He he totally embraces Napoleon. Um, doesn't have any chip on his shoulders. Not too cool for it. No, uh, I love it. I appreciate that about you. I love going. I love the banter. I love going back and forth. Anyways. Yeah, well, I, I had that. I had a, I do have a couple of those experiences, like when I do get on set and I'm doing, I'm just doing background work just to get by, you know, uh, and not, not just to get by because you know when I get on set, it's other than yeah, I am getting paid, but too, I am making connections, I am meeting people like John Lacey, who is my now my acting coach, who has a a, a, a scene in Nashville tonight. Um, you know, I met him on set on NCIS LA. Wow. Um, him and I had a little moment together uh, mm. on camera, and um, I was really impressed with him. And you know, a super nice guy. I'm like, yeah. hey, would you take a look at my reel? Would you tell me what you think? And he's like, totally took me under his wing. You know, I'm in his acting class now, and just yeah, fan- fantastic guy. And now he's like my mentor. And like, I sent him my uh, video audition for the audition that I'm going to be going for tomorrow. You know, he's gonna. He already gave me feedback on it. You know, I'm like, perfect. This is awesome. I mean, this guy has been in the business for years. And, uh, you know, I just connected with him, you know, uh, on set. But he did, which was kind of cool, recognize me from Napoleon. And yeah. uh, his sons were super big fans of it. And uh, when I was doing Star Trek, uh, did I, did we talk about that? Maybe I did Star Trek before or after. No, we did it. You, you were, were there that about day. It briefly, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I got to do Star Trek and had a, a scene with Idris Abilia, oh you know, which is huge. Yeah, which is great. But then a girl was on set, and she added me on Instagram and saw my little smirk from Napoleon. She's <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, you're, you know. And uh, sometimes they'll be like, that's huge. Like, I love, I was in high school when that came out. I love that. Da, 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 da. Right. But then one, yeah. one dude it was a troll. I was shooting The Last Ship as a, <laughs> a Navy guy. He's like, you were in Napoleon Dynamite. Now you're doing background work. Wow. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, yeah. I'm like, you're a douchebag. I'm like, you yeah. are like the Don. You're like, you're the Don in Napoleon Dynamite. You're the douchebag <laughs> that I replicated yeah. in that movie. I'm like, you're a dick. I didn't say that to him because I was just trying to like, look, it's just one day. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, wow. I just kind of ignored him, you know, and those are trolls. Classic and- troll. Some people think they're too good for stuff, and those people don't get places. They don't. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't they grow don't. as human beings, and yeah. and like that's what I love about your story is like you did Napoleon Dynamite, and then you you weren't too good to go work at PF Chang's, and you have favorable things to say about PF Chang's. Um, you, you commented on the video we made on our dumb little podcast. You know what I mean? You were like, "Hey, 
you guys are giving me some good press, you know. No, so I love it. Yeah, ethic. I thought it was great. And I, I love the creativity, you know, you guys do, especially, you know, the alternate 2016. You know, I think that was like <laughs> insane. I'm like, because I'm a big Back to the Future fan, you know, and I'm just like, yeah. this is this is exactly if I had the technology that I did, you know, this is exactly what I would try to do. You know, uh, <laughs> right. in the mid '90s, you know, because I think it's just so creative and so funny. Well, you keep sending us your ideas, and we'll 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 use them. Okay. Yeah. If you Sweet. if you have any more for uh, for Napoleon and uh, Bernie, we'll, we'll yeah yeah yeah. I think I think definitely the pinata superimposing <laughs> Hillary's face on the pinata would be hilarious. I mean, you guys can kind of time it out based on like how well Bernie does, but um, but yeah, I think that would be just that would be classic. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, well, I think Matt has to go soon. So maybe uh, if there's any last advice uh, or things you can think of to tell people who are kind of up and coming, maybe want to be actors or want to get in, like some tips like how to deal with the emotions and what to do. And- yeah, definitely. Biggest word that comes to mind is patience. You know, really you know, understand that, uh, you know, you have to have a lot of patience, you know, just sometimes it's just extremely rare. Like in my case, it did like happen literally overnight, like, whoa, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if you're not ready for it, like I wasn't really expecting it to happen. Um, it's still a process, you know, right. I'm still you like, have yeah, patience it was in the after glow of that. Yeah. The afterglow <laughs> of it. And then you got to understand uh, this is a business. It's you continue to work. You know, there's guys that have been in this business for years and years and years, and yeah. really like okay, Leonardo DiCaprio is like perfect example. That guy mm-hmm. worked his ass off, you know, always up for an Oscar, and then finally he gets it. Right. You know, and it's like, but look all the work he did before that, like the amazing work that he did. <laughs> he should have won a hundred Oscars before that. <laughs> well, you know, and it's and it's finally, and it's it's all about again, it's all about timing. Right. And actors really, the successful actors get that. Right. You know, it's all about timing. Yeah. And you got to be there. You got to be there, show up to work every day because one day the timing will be right. But it's not going to be right if you're not showing up. If you don't take a risk. Yeah. Yeah. And also enjoy the process going through it. Like, obviously, Leo enjoys what he does. Sure. And he, he's really enjoyed the process. That's why so many people love the guy and was so happy for him. Level-headed. When he got... Can show real he human got emotions. his after yeah because yeah, everybody relates to that it's yeah like you push you grind you push you grind this well it's just funny if, things and then finally he yeah. gets it yeah that just shows a, a level of humanity that everyone loves to relate to the stars they're just like us i know yeah i mean you've been patient <laughs> you've been waiting for weeks to come on our podcast I know. and we finally <laughs> I know. get you on and a windstorm yeah. blew you out so awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much, uh, Trevor. We yeah. really appreciate you coming back on the show and sharing uh, a bit of your story. And even the abridged version was sweet. So we appreciate that, man. Some wisdom. Yeah, you're welcome. No and dropping the knowledge as an aged seer in the business. We really appreciate that. I think some of our listeners would would learn a lot and are, and are getting a lot from that. So thank you. Yeah. But you have to say, don't feed the trolls and your best Napoleon Dynamite before we go. Okay. All right. Don't feed the freaking trolls. Oh, the freaking idiots. Get away from me. Thanks, Trevor. Right. Uh, go You're eat, welcome, guys. Go eat, brother. We appreciate it. I will. Thank you so much. I'm going to go care. eat yeah. and watch uh, 60 Days in Jail on A&E. It's really All right. good. We'll see, you, uh, we'll see you online. All right. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thanks. Later. Thanks, man. Right. Appreciate it. Thanks.